When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Steelers' Chase Claypool is vaulting to the top of NFL rookie receivers. But can he stay there? Welcome to the Steelers' update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. Notre Dame receiver Chase Claypool became the Steelers' top draft pick in 2020 but he was the 11th receiver taken off the board as the Steelers lacked a first-round selection due to the Minka Fitzpatrick trade. Still, those sharp-eyed Steelers just may have hit upon the best receiver in the NFL draft despite picking in the middle of round two. That is, if you go by all the buzz coming out of Steelers training camp at Heinz Field. Much of it has surrounded Claypool and his eye-popping catches. The Claypool praise is so loud, in fact, the national NFL media have taken notice. Claypool could just be the most highly touted rookie receiver going into the 2020 regular season. But it's one thing, making acrobatic catches in practice. Can Claypool do it in the regular season? And come December, will Claypool still be standing head and shoulders above all those other receivers in his 2020 draft class? We shall see. But undoubtedly, the early returns on Claypool indicate the Steelers have hit, yet again, on a receiver later in the draft just as they did with Juju Smith-Schuster, Antonio Brown, Mike Wallace, Martavius Bryant, and Hines Ward before him. Sure, some of those receivers had off-the-field issues that cut short their promising Pittsburgh careers, but there is no denying their skills when it came to catching the football and making big plays way downfield. The Steelers just know how to spot NFL receiving talent in the draft. And if Claypool follows this path as a playmaker, the second round pick will look like another steal for the Steelers. Chase also will help chase Juju out of the 412 area code as Smith-Schuster is widely expected to depart Pittsburgh after the season in quest of a $50 million-plus contract. This could not have been scripted any better or smoother by the Steelers. Now the national media is sitting up and taking notice. Here's how Pro Football Talk described Claypool's rapid rise to the very top of the NFL crop of rookie receivers in 2020. Quote, Ten receivers were drafted before him. Ten of them! 
But the 11th receiver and the 49th player taken in the 2020 draft is generating as much buzz as any of the rest. Steelers receiver Chase Claypool has constantly turned heads in Pittsburgh throughout training camp. So if the kid is that good, why did he last so long in the draft? Regardless of the reason for 10 receivers to be taken before Claypool, his performance could be a product of the Michael Thomas effect. Thomas, like Claypool, slid to round two. Claypool, like Thomas, possibly is using that slight, which cost the player significant dollars on his rookie deal, as motivation to unlock a higher level of performance and to never be satisfied with any type of success. If it works, the Steelers' quest for a new number one receiver could be moving quickly toward a conclusion. After the departure of Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster tried to step into that role, but he lacks the speed and separation to be anything more than a number two who can produce at team MVP levels. Unquote. All from pro football talk discussing Claypool's eye-opening performance thus far in practice at training camp. In other words, keep your eye on Chase, Steelers fans. A growing list of national NFL analysts sure are. The building buzz around Claypool couldn't be more perfectly encapsulated by this tweet from former quarterback Chris Sims on NBC. Quote, Love the buzz on Chase Claypool from the Steelers camp. Very few wide receivers I've seen look like he does with the physical ability that he has. Built like Brandon Marshall, but faster and more explosive. Superstar potential, unquote. High praise indeed. But the best take on the big things in store for Claypool as soon as this season starts come from his position coach, Ike Hilliard. Quote, Chase Claypool is going to play a lot and he's going to be good. Unquote. From wide receivers coach, Ike Hilliard. Already, there's some talk that Claypool will be a fixture in three wide receiver sets as early as this season. This means receiver James Washington could be the odd man out for now, that is, until Juju departs via free agency after the season. It is an intriguing prospect indeed. But there's also some very convincing counter-arguments against Claypool making big contributions to the Steelers' offense in his rookie year. I have that important take, along with the Steelers' rookie who could really shine this season, plus another hard knock against Big Ben in the national media, all in this Dog Days of August edition of the Steelers Update Podcast. Let's get right to it! There's no question that the trained eyes which focus upon Claypool every day in practice have been opened wide by his fantastic play thus far. Here's Steelers scribe Nick Farabaugh on Twitter. Quote, it's hard to remember a Steelers rookie wide receiver with as much hype as Chase Claypool. Praised by Mike Tomlin yesterday. Every day he's showing up on the practice report making plays. Big contested catches toe-tapping grabs, twisting back shoulder fades, and more. It's exciting, unquote. 
That sentiment was echoed by fellow Steelers analyst Daniel Valente, who tweeted, quote, Chase Claypool is getting rave reviews from the media, coaches, and teammates. Can't remember the last time there was this much hype around a Steelers rookie wide receiver. This season cannot come fast enough, unquote. But it was Coach Mike Tomlin who was both more succinct and elegant, saying simply, Claypool is, quote, proving he belongs, unquote. Hey, that is some very uncharacteristic high praise coming very early for a Steelers rookie from the taciturn Tomlin. So take note. The only thing holding back Claypool could be Ben Roethlisberger? Well, that's if you believe one NFL analyst. Big Ben is the fourth best quarterback in the AFC North. Say what? Why, yes, according to former Jets general manager Mike Tannenbaum, now an NFL talking head for ESPN, said Tannenbaum, quote, I've been around quarterbacks. Ben Roethlisberger at 38, who's played two games in two years, I'll take my chances with Burrow and Mayfield. And Pittsburgh may have the fourth best quarterback this year in the AFC North, unquote. Tim Benz, writing for Trib Live, took issue with Tannenbaum. And Benz is no Big Ben cheerleader either. He harbors his own Roethlisberger worries. Benz writes, quote, I'm not one who assumes Ben Roethlisberger is going to come back and fix everything for the Pittsburgh offense. I'm predicting he'll help them get back to the playoffs at roughly 10-6, and six, but I won't even guarantee that. Guarded though my optimism may be, I've still got more faith in Big Ben's return than Tannenbaum, who thinks Roethlisberger may be the fourth best quarterback in the AFC North. Not better than reigning Baltimore Ravens MVP Lamar Jackson? Okay, I get that. But ranking Roethlisberger behind Cincinnati Bengals rookie Joe Burrow and still unproven Baker Mayfield in Cleveland? Come on, that's just flapping your gums for the sake of filling airtime. You know what, Mike? I don't think that take is hot enough. Call him the fifth best quarterback in the division. Go ahead and rank him behind Robert Griffin III, unquote. Hey, that's not a bad barb from Tim Benz. But don't put it past the dim-witted Tannenbaum, who couldn't cut it with the woeful Jets and is certainly out of his depth on ESPN. Perhaps SteelersWired.com has the best retort to Tannenbaum's take, tweeting, quote, really with this guy? Unquote. Yeah, really. Of course, the Roethlisberger rips are nonsense. So long as Big Ben surgically repaired elbow holds, he'll be the big reason the Steelers win and a reason Claypool and the rest of the receiving corps shine. A more astute analyst of what could hold Claypool back this season comes from Alex Cazora's SteelersDepot.com. The article wisely warns that all the practice time and preseason games sacrificed to the coronavirus pandemic could haunt Claypool and all NFL rookies this season. Quote, 
Chase Claypool is the Steelers' highest draft pick this year in the second round after they previously traded away their first-round pick in order to acquire safety Minka Fitzpatrick. But Pittsburgh already has three wide receivers ahead of him with meaningful playing time in Juju Smith-Schuster, James Washington, and Deontay Johnson, themselves all young high draft picks. So Claypool figures to begin his rookie season no better than fourth on the wide receiver depth chart, perhaps even lower depending on the circumstances, and in a year in which the Steelers may very well significantly expand into the two tight end set with the signing of Eric Ebron as free agent. How then does Claypool get his coach's attention with no preseason and limited training camp work? That's a good question from SteelersDepot.com. Well, here's Claypool's own answer from a news conference earlier this week. Quote, I think you could make an impression kind of more than just the practices alone, kind of how you carry yourself. I think, especially with the limited practices, you kind of have to find ways to maximize the way you make an impression, whether that's in the weight room or just knowing what to do maybe even spend some extra time with them. So that's kind of my mindset right now, unquote. Are you convinced of Claypool's potential? Well, it sounds like SteelersDepot.com isn't. Here's how the article sums up Claypool's situation this season. Quote, Claypool is arguably the Steelers' most significant offseason addition with the possible exception of the aforementioned Eric Ebron at tight end. But they know he doesn't have to be an immediate impact player, so they will not be rushing him out onto the field. At the same time, as offensive coordinator Randy Feekner pointed out, there have been plenty of instances in which the plan was for a wide receiver to play only a bit, but their role was expanded, often due to circumstance. I say... Remember Mike Wallace and his one-trick pony deep play splashes? He certainly thrust himself on the scene and onto the Steelers' football field. But the bottom line, says Steelers Depot, even in this unusual offseason, you cannot be sure the impact of the Notre Dame product Chase Claypool. In fact, could Claypool be eclipsed by another Steelers rookie who was currently in the shadows but quietly putting in a great training camp. I'm talking about third-round pick outside linebacker Alex Highsmith, whose practice performance has more and more Pittsburgh fans very high on him indeed. Here's Trib Live on the eye-opening emergence of Highsmith, a 6'3", 248-pound outside linebacker out of Charlotte. Quote, He's the other high-profile rookie from a draft class that features no first-round pick for the first time in more than a half century. But Coach Mike Tomlin lumped Claypool together with Highsmith, a late bloomer in college who played Conference USA college ball, in, quote, proving that they belong in the NFL, unquote. Defensive coordinator Keith Butler was a bit more cautious, telling Trib Live, quote, he belongs where we drafted him at. Do we really know that until we get him in live action? Probably not. 
But what we've seen him do here in practice and stuff like that is encouraging in terms of us putting him in and having enough confidence in him that when he goes in, it won't be a huge drop off from those other two guys, unquote. The other two guys, as Trib Live points out, are the starting outside linebackers that Highsmith is paid to back up as a rookie. One of them is an all-pro in the form of T.J. Watt, and the other is the Steelers' highest-played defensive player, Bud Dupree, unquote from Trib Live. Said Butler, quote, it's going to take a little while for Alex to catch up with those two, unquote. The bottom line, Highsmith will have a high hurdle to get much playing time over that pair, barring injury, of course. Again, we shall see. But we won't need to wait long. It's now just over two weeks before your Steelers take the field in the swamps of Jersey to play football for real in this 2020 season like no other. I, like you, cannot wait. And you won't have to wait. Every Wednesday afternoon, we're going to have your Steelers Update podcast featuring all of the most interesting takes from the week, both before the season starts and certainly once it begins. So make sure you download the podcast and sign up for it automatically wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And of course, log on to penlive.com anytime for your real-time Steelers news.